0: Hey everyone and welcome to another top 10. Today we're going to cover a very interesting character, the IG assassin droids. Now you're going to find out some stuff that is pretty unbelievable. Number one, deadly sentience. The IG series of assassin droids, also known as flute droids, were terrifying and highly adaptable killer automatons. However, none were as deadly as the IG-88 model, which was an unprecedented innovation in machine technology. The IG-88 units were programmed with an extreme range of creativity and intelligence. This free thinking made the cold, calculating mechanical killers very popular, whether they were used as enforcers in the criminal underworld or assassins in the highest circles of Coruscant's political elite. Whatever the job, the IG droid made for an impactful weapon But for the scientists that gave them such independent thinking, well, they paid for their arrogance with their lives the moment they brought the first IG-88 droid online. Number two, multiple personalities. In The Empire Strikes Back, IG-88 was briefly seen in the scene with the other bounty hunters during the scene with Vader on his Super Star Destroyer. But in the old expanded universe, and the new Disney canon, the Assassin droid has been more fleshed out. That initial IG unit that Halloween Laboratories brought online, who then immediately killed everyone, was ig 88 a, the advanced AI program the Imperial scientists had installed within the droid caused the machine to achieve a form of sentience with a joy for murder and a sense of superiority over all organic beings. Kind of like HK-47 and then later Mr. Bones. IG-88A then activated the remaining three other IG droids, IG-88B, C, and D in the lab and then transferred a duplicate of its consciousness to their droid brains and then linked all four assassin droids together into a shared single hive mind. Having identical backups would increase IG-88's chance of survival and that's why he did this number three IG droid abilities at two meters tall each IG unit had blaster resistant armor and a cylindrical head spotted with red optical sensors the positioning of the sensors allowed an IG droid to see in all directions at once and with internal filters the machine could access a wide variety of spectrums for low-light situations though they lacked all olfactory sensors they carried extremely advanced auditory and temperature sensors the IG droids usually carried blasters and whatnot with them, but they were weapons just by themselves. If the need would arise, the droid's right hand fingers could serve as miniature laser cutters, while its temperature adjusted exterior plating could heat up so intensely that the assassin's body could burn or melt through anything well almost anything in addition the killing machine could also use the palm of its left hand to mimic darth vader in that it was capable of blocking blaster bolts and reflecting them back along the original path now if you didn't know this vader actually had blaster repellent gloves it's not that his hands could actually repel blasters but his gloves could that and of course the force number four IG-88 is not in The Mandalorian. For those of you who may not be aware, in the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian, the IG droid that becomes Baby Yoda's nanny is actually not IG-88. Instead, this droid is called IG-11. Now, why did they create a total new character and not just use IG-88 for the role? Well, according to Dave Filoni, the executive producer and director of two of the show's episodes, they initially didn't want to use old characters for their brand new story. I will now quote what Dave said about this. So a droid like IG-88, if you know the expanded universe and the Star Wars history, there are a lot of stories around him or what might have happened to that particular droid. So out of respect for people that have been with this franchise for a long time, time, it's like, well, if we do something with this space, would that be contradicting those stories? So it's better to just say, well, there's other droids. It's not like it was a unique assassin droid. And then we have a little more free range. I mean, people forget in Empire, you never even see him walk or take a step. The prop was actually bolted to the floor, so just giving him feet was something new and original. So there we have it, they wanted to avoid dealing with any potential lore or existing mythos that associated with the character, so they created an entirely new one. Just the same model droid. Now with IG-11, they are free to do whatever they want, and don't have the constraints to worry about messing with canon or legends, which I think is kind of a win-win. Number 5. IG-88's head. IG-88 had only about a minute of screen time in The Empire Strikes Back, but it's technically not the droid's first appearance in Star Wars. Remember back to the cantina scene in A New Hope, when Luke goes to the bar with Obi-Wan? IG-88's cylindrical head can be seen as part of the barkeeper's distillery setup. Now for even more info out of universe, the prop was actually originally a component part of Rolls-Royce's jet engine. So yeah, you know, IG-88's head is a repurposed Rolls-Royce combustion engine. Number 6. IG-88 The Revolutionary The first of the IG-88 droids, IG-88A, started a droid uprising on the volcanic planet of Mechis III. This is where the machines killed any flesh and blood being that they encountered. Mekis III was one of the prime droid manufacturers in the galaxy. While another copy, IG-88B, became a bounty hunter, yes, the IG-88 that we know and love, was one of the copies. The menacing droid soon garnered a reputation among some as the galaxy's second best bounty hunter, IG-88B became a bounty hunter in the first place to build up credits to help fund their droid revolution and to keep suspicion and attention away from IG-88A's activities on Mechis 3. 7. The Marvel Connection Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok and the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder, also directed the final episode of The Mandalorian. Along with that, however, though the motion capture is provided by actor Rio Hackford, YTT himself is the voice of IG11. The director-actor considered the droid to be very innocent, like a child armed with a gun, and played into that when he found the voice for the character. Number 8. IG-88 Hunted After Princess Leia Searching for a data tape that contained locations of Imperial bases, which Princess Leia had come into possession of, IG-88B pursued the princess on the Outer Rim world of Garrel. Assisted by the Mandalorian rebel, Sabine Wren. Leia fled the assassin droid as it opened fire on her in the corridors of Garel city spaceport. However, being the artist that she is, Sabine used a paint bomb to cover IG-88B in purple, and Leia manipulated some stormtroopers into attacking the assassin droid, forcing it to retreat. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Number 9. IG-88 vs. Boba Fett After having assembled with several other bounty hunters on Darth Vader's Superstar Destroyer, the Executor, IG-88B took a job to capture Han Solo and the crew of the Millennium Falcon, alive. The droid assassin tracked the rebel heroes to Cloud City on the planet Bespin. However, the droid's greatest rival, Boba Fett, was also on this job. So in an attempt to take the bounty for itself, IG-88B and the galaxy's greatest bounty hunter confronted each other. But the assassin droid soon learned why it was considered second best. So Boba Fett defeated the machine and eventually delivered Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt himself. In The Empire Strikes Back, if you look carefully at the scene inside the scrap room run by the Ugnaughts on Cloud City, the remains of an IG-88 droid can be seen next to the incinerator. This is the final evidence of Boba Fett's handiwork. Number 10. IG-88 became the Death Star. Shortly prior to the Battle of Endor, all the IG-88 units were destroyed except for IG-88A. It was the first of their series to come online and was now the last, but its mission to conquer all organic life with a droid revolution remained. And so, it had found a way that may have been the perfect method of achieving its genocidal vision. The deranged machine managed to get itself aboard the second Death Star and gained access to the battle station's computer core. Transferring its consciousness into the planet killer, the IG droid had become the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. However, the the assassin Droid allowed the Imperials to believe they were still in control, so when the Rebel Alliance entered the system and commenced their attack, IG-88A fired at them with the superlaser. As the battle continued, the killer machine prepared to transmit a signal that would turn all droids everywhere against their masters. But just as galactic conquest was at hand, Rebel General Lando Calrissian in the Millennium Falcon destroyed the Death Star's main reactor, causing a chain reaction which annihilated the gigantic space station and IG-88A and the droid revolution with it could you imagine if this had actually happened and ig88a was successful there were tons of separatist droids still lingering around in the galaxy that just weren't being used in the outer rim somewhere that weren't under the close eye of the empire and they were just being used as slaves or you know workers things like that so could you imagine if ig88a had been successful Separatists could have possibly returned. At least the droids. Or, well, actually, he would have created his own Separatist army, pretty much. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this video about IG droids. Have an awesome rest of your day. Don't forget to hit like if you did enjoy it. I'll catch you in the next video, and until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.